Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur archer. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do is entertain, inspire, inform. And I want you, my friends, to be part of the conversation. I want you to join me on Twitter and Rizzle, which is a great app, at Colt S. Taylor, and catch up with all of my adventures, all the things I'm talking about, and the news I'm following at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. All right, my friends, let's begin the Saturday Report. Well, folks, we are... Just over two weeks away from the election, so it's time once again for a Kanye West 2020 presidential update. Uh, He's received two new endorsements since last we spoke. Dennis Rodman, noted North Korean uh, diplomat, has endorsed him. And also Nick Cannon has also endorsed Kanye West. And I am getting at this hour some early poll results... And uh, I, you, I am as shocked as you are. So from Kentucky, uh, Kanye West has received 40,000 votes. Brock Pierce, 61,000 votes. Joe Jorgensen, 75,000 votes. Joe Biden, 28,000. Donald Trump, only 4,000. Kanye West is in third place at this hour with 19% of the vote. Actually, he's not. No, I'm, I'm, that, those numbers do exist. But uh, it was a test, a test of graphics that a Kentucky news station was doing, and they were testing out the graphics, so on, on election night they can properly put up graphics, they were testing it, putting in fake numbers, but this poll got stuck on the website in a sort of a hidden area, someone found it, sent it to Kanye West, and Kanye West tweeted out saying that he is going to win He's going to win Kentucky. He's he's only at third place, but he's pretty sure he's getting that many votes there in Kentucky. And uh, the news station apologized, saying, hey, listen, this is just a test. Uh, we don't have any voting results yet. These are not real numbers. These are just test numbers we put in. Um, so, you know, this, these should not be considered to be real numbers. Apparently, Kanye West has not gotten that message and still th- seems to think three days later that this is a real thing, that uh, he actually has 40,781 votes in Kentucky. Um, I don't think he's going to get that many at the end of the day. But apparently, he thinks that's how much he has. And, like, it's been a few days, and either A, no one's told him, or B, they've told him, and he he just doesn't believe it. So, uh... (laughs) So, so Kanye West uh, is in a fake poll... Only coming in in third place, being beaten by Brock Pierce, who again was a star in the Mighty Ducks, and has not quite gotten as many fake votes. Kanye West has not been able to catch up with him in terms of getting as many fake votes in Kentucky. He's in Kentucky, so I'll be following that. Obviously, I always enjoy my Kanye West updates, uh, but now it'll be interesting to see if he can meet or beat forty thousand votes in Kentucky. 
Um, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. I don't know what the... I should have looked it up beforehand, but I don't think uh, 40... 40 40,000 votes, well, 40,000 votes sure isn't 1% of the population of Kentucky because they don't have 400,000 people to live. Well, maybe. No. 4 million. Do they? Duh. Now I don't know. Now I don't know. I'll have to look it up now. Anyways, fact is, he's not getting 40,000 votes in Kentucky. I, I would really, really, really doubt it. But can't wait to see how many votes he gets there and other states. We are not that far away. You know, the post-election show... I might have just a full 10 minutes dedicated to this, going over results, because I am fascinated, fascinated with Kanye West's 2020 run. Next, from the sky-high aspirations of Kanye West to just to be in the sky, a follow-up from a story I did a few weeks ago, as you may remember, uh, pilots flying into Los Angeles were reporting that someone in a jetpack was buzzing by their planes. Uh, well, it has happened again. Uh, apparently, at about, oh, in, in the early afternoon, somebody flew by a China Airlines plane uh, that was landing in Los Angeles, and there was a guy in a jetpack, and it was too close to the plane. Now, you pray to yourself, hey, Colt, how close is too close to a plane? If people recognize that you're wearing a jetpack, that is too close to a plane. So, uh, the FBI is, um, is, is investigating this. Uh, they said that someone was, uh, at about 6,000 feet, which, you know, that's up there for a jetpack. Uh, flying around, and um, I I don't know if jetpacks typically do that. That seems awfully high, but uh, there's someone flying around in a jetpack in L.A. going too close to planes, and the FBI is investigating. Problem is, like they don't know who this is, and they don't get any reports of anyone landing or flying up into the air. So it's hard for them to track down who was doing this. But they're on the lookout for. A fella or a lady, I mean, it could be one or the other, uh, flying through the air near the airport. And you're just kind of, you're just kind of not allowed to do that. I mean, there's no, no word whether this person is really, um, posing a danger to aircraft, but, you know, the FBI would like to have a few words with them to see who this person is. I don't think it's something that people would want to see on a regular basis, flying, <laughs> flying near the airplane as they're landing may cause some concern. You know, it's like, you know, it's fine that you can go around and take pictures of stuff, but if you're taking pictures only of bridges, tunnels, and federal buildings, chances are the FBI may, may knock on your door and just see what's going on with you, buddy. You know, hey... Hey there, perfectly legal to have a jetpack, you have a flying license, and just, just kind of curious of, uh, why, uh, why you flying your planes? What's, uh, what's going on, buddy? So, could be perfectly legal, could be perfectly legitimate, not doing anything harm, but, uh, the FBI definitely wants to get a hold of this person and have a chat with them. So, uh, like I said, I'll be checking into this story if it, uh, more develops, I will bring you an update, but, uh, just wanted to update you on that story. You know, when, when when things come back to the Saturday report, uh, I like to make sure that my entire audience is kept 
up to date. Now from the sky to the ground where a 12 year old in Canada discovered a 69 million year old dinosaur fossil, a rare dinosaur fossil uh, while hiking out with his dad. Uh, this occurred in the Badlands of Alberta, Canada. Yes, Canada has Badlands. I was just as surprised as you. Uh, they were visiting a conservation site in Horseshoe Canyon. Yes, Canada's canyons. Again, I am as surprised as you are. Uh, originally from Calgary, Canada, which is about an hour and a half away from this area, and he found a 69 million year old juvenile hardosaur, also known as a duck-billed dinosaur. Um, he wants to be a paleontologist, uh, so he wants to be a person who looks up and finds these dinosaurs. And apparently, you know, he's been walking with his dad uh, in this canyon for years since he was six. And wouldn't you know it, came across a dinosaur. Okay. Now, also, uh, he's being credited not only with the find, but how he's handled the find. So, you know, you used to find a dinosaur. You might think, oh, I got to dig this up and take it to a scientist. You, you should do that. You should really leave that to professionals. So, uh, once they figure like, hey, I think this is a, this is a dinosaur, they took pictures, and they noted the location, they took notes, and they left it just as it were, just as it was there, just as it was there, and and they um, they went to museum and say, hey, we think we found something. So they sent out professionals out there to recover the fossil. Now, this is a very, very rare fossil because you usually don't find juvenile dinosaurs and uh it's also was found in a, a layer of rock that rarely preserves fossils so a lot of people find fossils when they're older dinosaurs juvenile juvenile dinosaurs are not as uh that are not as common so they use them to help them understand how these species grew obviously they can't talk to any of them today and whatnot but uh, this discovery is going to feel like a big old gap they have in knowledge in the dinosaurs' sort of evolution. So it was a very, very big find by this 12-year-old uh, with his dad. And, you know, you know, it's basically, basically like uh, if you want to be a professional uh, bicycler, you win the Tour de France when you're 12. Like 12-year-olds don't generally find dinosaur discoveries like this, so... Hopefully there, Nathan and Kanda, I hope this uh, launches you into your big, big, big paleontologist's, uh, paleontologist's career. Uh, but uh, just, you know, if you, if you run into somebody with an amber uh, fossil cane and Jeff Goldblum uh, talking about chaos theory, do not get on that helicopter. I have seen how that ends, and that is, well, for the kids it worked out well, but it didn't work too well for Newman. No, no, it did. I'm talking, of course, about Jurassic Park. Uh, hopefully that reference isn't too terribly... Uh, well, I mean, there's new ones coming out, but in the original one, in the early 90s, there's two kids, and they made it out okay, and a lot of people didn't. Hmm. So, anyways, congratulations, Nathan, on the discovery the discovery of your dinosaur. And folks, hey, you can, you can make the news. If you keep trying, keep trying, you might just get lucky. Now, some things, my friends... Or luck. And some things are skill. My boy DC, he is all skill. And so that's why you need to listen to his show, DC Live in Effect, 
Fridays at 9 p.m., Sundays at 10 p.m. DC is our in-house DJ, and he mixes it up every time during those two times. Uh, so you do not want to miss out while he is smashing it on the ones and twos, kicking the beats from his non-preserved bunker from South Florida every week, this week. Today's Saturday, so listen to him tomorrow. Set your calendars for Friday. Uh, he is no fossil. He is never going away. He's going to be he's everlasting. He's DC live in effect here on AWSM Radio. Fridays at 9, Sundays at 10. Check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Moving along, as I mentioned at the beginning, at the end of every show, I am on Twitter at Colt. S. Taylor. You should definitely follow me there. You should follow AWSM Radio on there as well. Um, also on Rizzle and Instagram. So follow me at all my social media handles. But Twitter. I'm on Twitter a lot. Except for uh, Thursday this week at about 5.30pm Eastern Standard Time. Nobody was on Twitter. Why you ask? Because Twitter suffered a worldwide outage. A worldwide uh, outage event. Twitter went down, would not load up. You couldn't access it, couldn't tweet, couldn't access DMs. It all fell silent. Now, this is not the first time Twitter's had an issue. They had a massive hacking issue um, uh, recently where uh, several big accounts were hacked and then were tweeting out Bitcoin scams, um, which, you know, that, uh, I guess... I guess people still fall for those. That happened a few months ago, and then earlier this year they had an outage where part of the web, part of their system was unavailable. You could only, you could either only use the website and not apps, or only use the apps but not the website. I don't exactly remember, but they've had some issues this year. Now the hacking was probably the biggest one because you know when you have Barack Obama. Uh, Kim Kardashian West, Joe Biden, and Jeff Bezos saying, hey, send me one Bitcoin and I'll send you five Bitcoins. You know, that's that's usually, you don't want these famous people to be doing said things and whatnot. But anyways, this outage apparently was called by a change in their internal systems that kind of just blew up the system. Uh, they were able to fix things after about two hours, and after about 8 p.m., uh, it was slowly beginning to come back online. I was able to ex access my account. Uh, there's no evidence, no evidence, however, uh, that any security breaches were made. No one's uh, accounts were compromised or anything like that. Um, however, <laughs> however, uh, the following day, uh, a satirical news website put out a fake story, because it's like The Onion, but a different company, saying that Twitter purposely shut itself down for two hours to uh, stop the spread of a New York Post story about Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Um, and like I said, clearly, it's clearly a satirical website. They just make up funny comedy stories. And uh, that was retweeted by President Trump. He thought it was a real thing. So he thought that... Uh, Maybe that was a real thing. So maybe he's in on the joke, but his tweets seem to indicate that uh, he was shocked to learn this. So, you know, that is what that is. So, but anyways, Twitter is back. Uh, they're, still, they're still being uh, regulated. Regulators and lawmakers are still very interested in Twitter. Uh, this also occurred the day after Twitter and Facebook decided to limit the ability to share the New York Post story about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden uh, saying that 
it violated their policy of posting hacked materials. But, um, you know, some people say that it's related to that for some reason. But, no, again, no, no word for sure if it is. Twitter says, we did this accidentally. Not everyone believes them. I like my conspiracy theories from time to time. But I, I think I believe this was just a, oh, nuts, I uh, accidentally broke the system. And now we have to wait three hours to, to fix it again. Moving on to the world of entertainment, but also keeping with things being taken down. The Billboard Music Awards were this week. And as you know, I am not understanding how music works, so I didn't watch it. But something that crossed my path is that uh, uh, Demi Lovato uh, caused a bit of a kerfuffle. Not of anything that uh, Lovato, did I say that right? Lovato, nothing that she did, but she gave a very powerful performance there. And on her set, she had a message uh, encouraging people to vote. Uh, so pictures from the event had her at her piano with two big messages of vote on either side of her. However, um, uh, and she was doing her song, Commander-in-Chief, which takes direct aim at President Trump. Uh, however, during the broadcast of the Billboard Music Awards, NBC decided to just use... A close-up of her face from an angle that would not have the word vote behind her. So they said that, uh, you know, they said that they were, uh, they weren't trying to play favorites or do anything. NBC isn't really saying much. They, but they're being accused of muzzling her message at the Billboard Music Awards with their choice of camera shot. So I definitely say it's a very powerful song. I would encourage you to check it out. It might even be played on AWSN Radio. No one ever listens to my suggestions on here. I have a great playlist. No, I'm terrible with music. No, no one should listen to me on music advice except to listen to DC Live in Effect. That's good. Everything else, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyways, uh, you should watch it online. Uh, very good performance. She's a very talented person. Uh, there was con- there was concern whether or not um, uh, this might ruin her career, like uh, doing this confronting uh, the president so directly. As you remember, the Dixie Chicks uh, career was derailed uh, by them going against the president. Uh, she said later in the week, uh, to quote her, I literally don't care if this ruins my career. So, doesn't seem like uh, Miss Lovato is too worried about that. Moving along, and still in the world of entertainment, you may recall, uh, I think it was last week, that I talked about Regal Cinema. Uh, if not, the, these shows all blend together, blend together after a while, but Regal Cinemas recently announced that as of October 8th, they were suspending operations indefinitely because uh, movies had been pushed back. Uh, Black Black Widow had been uh, pushed back, and then the James Bond movie was pushed back, and just a whole bunch of movies were pushed back, so there's no big movies to bring people to theaters. Well, AMC, which is the world's largest theater chain, with many, many, many theaters in the United States and all over the, all over the world, says... It will run out of cash at the end of this year without new movie releases. So they're going to be shutting down here by the end of the year because they just don't have any money to pay pay people anymore to pay for the upkeep of the, of the business of keeping movie theaters open. Uh, if there's no movie releases and you know James Bond isn't coming, I believe they're releasing Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. 
which you know, I'm sure that'll be nice, but it it does not look good for these theaters. Um, you know, I mentioned last week about uh, theater independent theaters and other venues struggling. I mean, just imagine a lot of these places like theaters and you know small music venues. They've not been able to do anything in over uh, six months, and I'm you know I'm sure some of you have maybe been laid up for six months. It's hard. And even for an international company like AMC, they are quickly coming to the end here because they just cannot continue to function like this. So hopefully some of these companies, some of these theaters, both big and small, will get some help somehow, some deferment of payments or something, just so they can survive until we can be out in groups again. But uh, I am uh, I'm shocked that uh, shocked to hear that they're running out of money. Um, they may shut down sooner. I mean, Regal, as I mentioned, shut down. They're already done. They're they're locks on the door, and you know we'll be back in. We'll be back in. Question mark is on the door. I would not be surprised if AMC shuts down before that. Um, you know, in terms of movies like Wonder Woman, then they'll either be pushed back further, further back, or or they will go to the whole direct release video on demand deal much like the Mulan movie did. So I'll be watching this. I'll bring you updates as they come in. But uh, it's going to be tough to see a movie this holiday period. I mean, it already was with the whole COVID-19 restrictions, but there may be literally no place to go to to see movies um, by early next year. Still staying in the world of entertainment. I'm just on a kick this week. Ozzy Osbourne, the Prince of Darkness himself, He's going back on tour. That's right. He had to stop his farewell tour. So he's coming back in 2022. Yes, he announced that um, his farewell tour will resume, hopefully, in 2022. He feels that uh, basically 2021 is not going to be... It just isn't... Touring, it just isn't going to happen. So uh, he's not even going to bother trying to schedule anything. 2022 is probably when he'll be able to be back on stage. You know, Ozzy Osbourne, he's old. You know, he's in the high-risk group. Uh, I would say years of hard living, the high life, uh, has perhaps made his immune system perhaps not as uh, strong as it could be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's not the only person who's written off most of 2021. Uh, Broadway is pretty sure it's not coming back until at least in the middle of 2020, if not longer. Uh, the Philharmonic Con- Philharmonic uh, Orchestra, and I believe in New York City, could be Philadelphia. Uh, anyway, most major orchestras are canceling all of their shows throughout the rest of this year and into most of next year. And again, these sort of businesses, these sort of group activities... Uh, are struggling, and it's hurting a lot of people trying to get by. Entertainers are trying to come up with creative ways to still practice their craft, but still being safe at the same time. But things like these, I, there's just no practical way to do it. That is, it is that does it cost a ton of money to do. I mean, you could put glass dividers on every single sink, every single seat in a concert hall, but then that's going to affect on how you can hear things, and then that's very expensive, and then in in 24 months, what are you going to do with 800 pounds of plexiglass? So, Ozzy Osbourne is pushing things back, as are many entertainers and entertainment com- companies. 
Uh, you know, this year has been a write-off, and it looks like early 2021 is not going to get much better. Not going to get much better indeed. Heading overseas to Europe, we go to Poland. Now, I am always fascinated with history. I'm a, big, I'm a bit of a history nerd. And, uh, you know, another fascinating period of history is World War Two between 1939 and 1945. Um, but a legacy of World War Two is that there are a lot of unexploded munitions of, you know, bombs that were dropped by planes, uh, hit but never went off. And uh, this was much more common in the 50s, 60s, and 70s where people would find bombs in the middle of fields and have to call out the army to defuse them and get them out of the way. Happened a bit in the 80s and 90s and whatnot, but um, in Poland this week, the largest bomb ever found after World War II was found in a river. It was a 12,000-pound tallboy bomb. Now, these called tall boys because they were rather tall. 12,000 pounds is a big bomb. They were designed to be dropped from planes, and they were basically anti-ship bombs. So, like a one-and-done. Like, they were called, I think they were called cruiser killers. So, if a cruiser was hit with one of these bombs, chances are it sunk. But uh, this bomb apparently missed its German target. Um, it was from the RAF. The Royal Air Force flew these planes and had these type of bombs. It missed and uh, went into the water deep into a canal and just stayed there. It stayed there since World War II until it was recently discovered. And so they sent out technicians to defuse the bomb. And it went off. It blew up. And boy howdy, did it blow up. It shot water hundreds of feet into the air uh, in this very large shipping channel that could like, accommodate two ships and blew water up on the shore. It was a massive explosion. Now, before you worried, there were no divers in the blast area. They were using robots to get down there and try to defuse it, but as they were trying to defuse it, it just blew up, and it looks like it looks like, well, when I say it looks like a bomb, it looks like a bomb went off. I highly suggest you look it up. Uh, you know, Poland World War II bomb explosion. It is a, it was a, one of the largest explosions I've ever seen caught on tape that was of this nature. It was very, very impressive. But fortunately, no one was hurt. Uh, the bomb is obviously now no longer posing a danger to anyone. But think about this. This bomb was dropped from an airplane in probably like the late 40s hit the water, went and just stayed there. It stayed there for over 50, 60, 70 years and just boats f floating over it day in and day out for decades and decades and decades until someone came across it. I mean, if, if a boat was on top of that and it went off, it would sink a boat. Like, it would sink a freighter. It would blow it apart. It was that powerful of a bomb. So... Amazing, amazing, amazing find. The world's largest World War II bomb found after World War II went off uh, as we're trying to defuse it. So I don't know if they oh they pay bomb disposal guys by uh, it's no longer a danger or, you know, we were able to defuse it. Hopefully they're paid for no longer a danger. So if it blows up, well, now it's gone. But I uh, thought that was a fun story. Highly suggest you check out the footage. It's very, very interesting. Speaking of blowing up, I'll tell you who blows up the airways 
every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. That is my friend, the lovely, the beautiful Rocks. The Rock Sessions is a drive time show making sure that uh, it makes your evening commute home fun. Featuring the hottest music on the charts here at AWSM Radio and some surprises uh, in between. Uh, Rocks, well, my friend, she will make your drive rock rocks style so you need to check her out uh make sure you have the app on your phone the bookmarked on your computer so you can listen 5 p.m to 7 p.m monday through friday the rock sessions the perfect companion show for your drive home here on awsm radio speaking of high energy awesomeness general atomics and boeing have partnered together to create a high-energy laser weapon system for the U.S. military. Yes, lasers are going to be used there, Mr. Powers. That's my Dr. Evil impression. Pretty spot on, I say. Uh, yes, this is a laser system, which is basically just a box truck with a laser on, tro- on top of it. Now, don't worry, friends. This laser is not going to be melting off anyone's faces yet. But this system is generally designed to help take down small aircraft and even drones. There's been a lot of uh, drone concern, and uh, they move around pretty quickly. They're pretty small. It's hard to lock on to them with, like, typical missiles and other sort of minigun sort of defense systems, and there could be a whole lot of them swarming. So this laser system allows uh, people or the military to target these things quickly and then disable them with a laser. Now, it's not going to be like the... uh, you know, Star Trek, where a, a phaser laser shoots out and goes through it and explodes it and hits something behind it. No, this uh, laser basically heats up the outside of a aircraft or a drone and disables the electronics inside by making it really, really hot, by melting it on the inside and whatnot. So um, they think that they could be very effective against drones, messing up their targeting or disabling the cameras so that they crash to the ground. And then for small planes and missiles or even mortars, these things can target these aircraft or projectiles and heat them up and cause, again, electronics to fail or they hit a gas tank explode. So, nowhere yet when these are being deployed, uh, but uh, they are work- they've been working on this sort of thing for years, for years now. And even in the 1980s, Ronald Reagan wanted the, the, the I want the Star Wars project, yes, we're going to make nuclear weapons no longer relevant. My, I'm doing a lot of impressions today. Hope you're enjoying them, friends. Uh, so, lasers have always been on the mind of the military, but it looks like they finally have gotten it scaled down to have a practical application to it, um, and uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing. So I haven't seen any live footage of it yet. It's just sort of, um, basically just sort of uh, graphics and whatnot. But the press release says they're gonna get your hand, they're gonna get their hands on a laser. So uh, watch out, Skynet. Us humans are ready for coming Judgment Day. Next up, friends, time to go back overseas and talk about crime, counterfeit. Crime. No, no, not cash, not counterfeit bills. No, no, not counterfeit art. I'm not talking about any fake paintings. Talking about the most devious, well, probably the fourth most devious crime in Italy. Counterfeit wine. Yes, my friends. Almost a half a million dollars 
worth of fake wine was seized by Italian police. Uh, 4,000 bottles of counterfeit Tuscan red wine uh, called the, and I'm going to butcher this name, my Italian friends, the Bulgari Saliskia, uh, usually $420 a bottle. Some expensive wine. Uh, but it was fake. It was fake, fake red wine. And this operation, we're putting together these fake bottles, filling it obviously up with red wine, but not the actual red wine that it should have been. And uh, they were sort of distressing the labels, make them look old and whatnot. Um, but um, they, they were, uh, they were looked identical to the actual wines that would be put out at this time. Uh, they were hauling different vintages between 2010 and 2015. The 2015 version of this wine was named best wine in the world in 2018, which is you know why. Uh, <laughs> why uh why it was very very important um so there were two two uh two sort of indications here that maybe something was a little off uh first you know a a wine a wine expert a consul i i do not know italian words but people trained to be uh give wine suggestions they could taste a wine and they can immediately tell you what uh, vintage it is, and what kind of wine it is, and who made it, and whatnot. They just have the perfect taste buds, and whatnot. Well, a few eagle-eyed wine wine experts here were tasting wine, like, hmm, something's a bit off. This this might be a fake wine. So they alerted authorities, and because their tongues are so good, are so good, they can detect, like, yes, this is a counterfeit wine. This is not the 2015 blah, 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 blah. This is a fake also, uh, maybe a slight, slight indication that there could be something off there. Uh, several people had ordered uh, crates of this wine for China and Russia, and the price of the wine was seventy percent less than uh, it should have been. You know, <laughs> it should have been. Uh, it should have been. So, yeah. So that that's usually an indication if you you know if you want to buy a Tesla. That normally costs sixty thousand dollars, and someone say, "Hey, Tesla, ten thousand dollars." You may suspect it may not be a, um, you know, may not be a real thing. But uh, Italian police broke this up and helped with professional wine tasters. Um, they, I don't think they're able. They were get. They were able to get some of the ringleaders, but not all of them. But like the, they say that this crime was very well planned. And a very meticulously uh, planned fraud. But they were able to get them. So, my friends, if someone's offering you very cheap wine and an expensive bottle, they both could be fake. We stay in Europe, but we go north to the United Kingdom, where Queen Elizabeth, the Queen, the Queen of England, made her first public uh, engagement since uh, she's been pretty much locked down. Uh, since March, not stepping outside of her castle, uh, she's ninety four years old, so she's in a uh, she's in a high risk population. But uh, she went along with her grandson Prince William, who uh, is uh, third in line for the throne after Prince Charles, to the Defense Science and Technology Technology Laboratory at Port Down in southwest Southwest England. Um, uh, she was making appearance. She she wasn't wearing a mask, which some people said, mm, not too sure about that. 
But, uh, you know, they've been keeping her under very, very tight protection over there. She pretty much has a castle, so she doesn't, uh, <laughs> she, she, she doesn't have to leave her house, and they're testing everyone over there, but she, she left, she went to visit this location, uh, with her grandson to support it, uh, pretty much the biggest duty of the royal family is to make these appearances, but she's been doing all of her official duties online, even though she doesn't have as much power as Parliament as the Queen of England. She does have many official duties that she has to do, um, but she's been doing them online with video calls and things of that nature. But uh, like I said, she made her first first exit out of uh, her castle uh, to make this appearance. Wanting to show her support for scientists and medics who are doing uh, research and providing support for the United Kingdom's COVID-19 pandemic, which, unfortunately, they are seeing a massive resurgence of this uh, virus uh, over there uh, to the point where they have to reestablish some lockdown measures that they had. And um, it's just, well, I mean, it's a mess everywhere, my friends. But uh looks like they're, the second wave is hitting uh, the United Kingdom pretty hard over there. So hopefully to all my... All my foreign foreign friends over there in the United Kingdom, hope you're all doing well, and wherever you are, you're keeping safe. But, uh, yep, just want to give you a royal update of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, I don't think I will have her on the show anytime soon, mostly because I don't think she knows who I am. Finally, we go back to Italy for one last story that caught my eye, and boy, it's it's an interesting one. So we've all seen in movies when uh, someone wants to make someone look bad or sneak into an office, they spike their drink. They have a drink and they slowly fall asleep. Well, uh, a co-worker of Alice Borden, uh, well, she wanted her to look bad in front of her boss, so she began to slip tranquilizers into her coffee. To make her work a little bit slower and seem a little sleepy at work, to make her look bad in front of the boss. Well, um, <laughs> well, she drank the whole thing once and then fell right over at her desk. She passed out, and this happened a few times. That she would sip her coffee and she feel very lightheaded and whatnot, and she began. She began to suspect that uh, maybe her coffee had been spiked. So originally, she thought, you know. Maybe it was, you know, just a little booze. She tested herself to see if she had a stroke and whatnot. But finally, finally she said, hey, this friend keeps bringing me these cappuccinos. There might be something in it. So she got a cappuccino from one of her friend, drank a bit, didn't feel that good, saved the other half, and tested it. And wouldn't you know it, there were tranquilizers mixed in with the cappuccino. Police caught her red-handed with it, and now she has been sentenced to four years in an Italian jail for trying to make her co-worker look bad by giving her tranquilizers in her cappuccino. A very Italian crime. Very Italian indeed. Well, my friends, that just about wraps up the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you so much. For joining me today, remember you can find me on Twitter and Rizzle and even Instagram at Colt S. Taylor. Please follow me on there. Feel free to engage with me. And uh, if you think there's a story I should be following, let me know. Or if you have a criticism of my show, then don't bother because I don't want to hear it. I'm very, I'm very vain and fragile. 
But if you do need a daily source of news and want to see what I'm up to when I'm not on the radio, go to ColtSebastianTaylor.com. Uh, the website's updated very frequently, so bookmark it. And uh, that's it, my friends. Until next time, I am, of course, your friend, the one and only Colt Sebastian Taylor. And I'll see you later.